Have you dreamed of bigger things for your life? Then you are in the right place. Each week, you will be given tips on how to change your inner dialogue, conquer your goals, and ways to step into a higher version of yourself. I'm your host, Lauren Kubat. I'm a motivational speaker who hosts personal development events. I'm a sought-after fitness instructor, a wife, and a mom of two young boys. I'm obsessed with all things personal development, and I believe anyone can achieve the life they want. Let the Become Your Vision podcast be the inspiration you need to step into greater things. Now let's go. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I have a great conversation for you today. It is a lesson in confidence and a great reminder to freaking believe in yourself and how to do that. So I want to give you a little background on my guest today. Funny story, I listened to her on my one of my idols podcasts, Lori Harder. I love her, love Shaleen Johnson. Those, if anybody asked me like, who would you love to meet one day? I would say Shaleen Johnson, Lori Harder. Those two are my freaking idols. Anyway, Keisha Get Mary, she is my guest today. She was on Lori Harder's podcast back in March. And I think I thought about having her on the podcast. And I'm like, well, why would she be on my podcast? She's probably busy, blah, blah, blah. And then so funny, a couple of weeks ago, her podcast manager reached out to me and asked if I would like to have Keisha on my podcast. And here we are. And it's just a little reminder that sometimes we put people on a pedestal, right? Like, or put goals on a pedestal. We're like, oh, that's so far out of our reach that really ultimately we just have to ask for what we need or ask the right person or Google it. And our goal, our dream, it is all in our reach. We just have to ask the right people or go to the right resource or whatever. And it just reminded me like, hey, if you want somebody on your show, if you find somebody interesting, just freaking ask. But uh, so that was really cool. But let me give you a background on Keisha. She is a life enthusiast, multi-passionate entrepreneur, speaker, and podcaster who's on a mission to help women unapologetically share their voice and message with the world, along with hosting her own podcast, Empower Her, which surpassed 6 million downloads in only three and a half years. She has helped over 350 women launch, grow, and monetize their own shows. She's also hosting her first live women's event, Empower Her Live, in October 2022. You guys, it sounds freaking amazing. Lori Harder will be speaking there. So I'm like checking those dates and figuring out how I can make this happen. But anyway, she also takes her knowledge from working with hundreds of entrepreneurs over the years, paired with her high-energy, bubbly personality, and a come-with-me, let's-figure-this-out-together approach to light a fire under their boots to get out of their own way and go. Gosh, today's episode is just a reminder to celebrate your wins and a great reminder that you have to be your biggest hype girl. You have to be your biggest cheerleader. You are the one that has to believe in yourself because if you don't do that, nobody else will. And she just gets very transparent and like, hey, 
I, she talks about hosting a 500 women event, which is huge, huge. I've hosted 66 people and it was huge for me. And I just know the amount of work that goes into it. And she's like, I've never done it before. It's my first event. But I know at the end of the day, I will figure it out. And so if you have a big goal, which I'm sure you do because you're listening to this podcast, if you have bigger dreams for your life, you are going to love this episode. You guys, enjoy. Depending on when you are listening to this, it is back to school time and I am just wondering how we got to this point. Our oldest son is starting kindergarten and that means I am full of emotions but also trying to figure out how I am going to adjust to this new schedule. I'm going to have to wake him up at the butt crack of dawn, make sure he is fed, make sure he has a proper nutrition and then also figuring out my nutrition but I know The cereal that I have created called Moosley will help make our lives so much easier. Moosley is a high fiber cereal that can be enjoyed cold or warm. I personally love it as cereal, cold cereal with vanilla almond milk. And I've also been adding it to my yogurt with some peanut butter. I love it in a smoothie. I love to bake with it. And best of all, my kids enjoy it as well. If you're struggling to and trying to figure out what you're going to do to make your life easier, I highly suggest trying Moosley. It has so many nutritional things in it, such as oats and three types of seeds. You got chia, you got hemp, you got flax, you have cinnamon and almonds and coconut flakes, and it is so delicious and filling and so good for the whole family. If you are wondering about what this moosely thing is, all you have to do is head to www.mymoosley.com. That's www.mymoosley.com and I will leave it in the show notes. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Today I have Keisha get married on the show. And I'm super excited because I actually found you, Keisha, when I was one of my favorite podcasters, like an, an idol of mine is Lori Harder, her and like, are you familiar with Shalene Johnson? Yeah. Okay. I love her too. And I was listening to the episode you did with her and then I re-listened to it today and I'm like, oh my gosh, I remember we'll get into it. But something you said that was so profound that I want to bring up in just a minute here. But in the intro, you guys have all heard that you, Keisha, help women kind of step into their power and really give help give the confidence that you know so many women really really need it's like the number one thing is women struggle with the lack of confidence or feel like they don't have something to add to the world but i think yeah. a great introduction would be like So you had, you were in a, I guess, CEO journey. I think you worked for Google. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So can you talk about your journey in like corporate America and then how you've kind of like branched out of your own to help all these amazing women launch podcasts and now you have events of your own. Just get to the start. It's a lot of twists and turns. Yeah. Yes. 
So I feel like a lot of women listening in can connect with the feeling that I had when I was in the corporate world, which is it's, it was a very visceral gut feeling that I wanted more, but I didn't know what more was. Mm. And when I say it, that I don't mean that being in the corporate world or being an entrepreneur, that one is better than the other. I just mean more in terms of alignment. Like I wanted to do what felt like it was aligned for me. And on paper, everything made sense. This is why I struggled a ton because even my last corporate job was working at Google and it was a dream job on paper. And I had great career trajectory and managers and a lot of opportunity. I generally really liked it, but still like internally, there was just this gut feeling that was like, this is not your path. You're on mm. the wrong path. Uh, but I felt a little bit guilty because I was also in a situation where my back wasn't against the wall. Like I wasn't forced to make a change. You hear a lot of stories of people that overcame something really massive in order to catapult them into their career, especially as entrepreneurs. But I didn't have that story. It's not mm. that I haven't struggled in my life or gone through hard things. Of course I have, but on paper career wise, I wasn't in a tremendous amount of debt or didn't, it wasn't anything like that. It was just this internal feeling that was like, you got to give up this version of good, which might be somebody else's version of great, but it's not your version of great. You've got to give this up and go for something else. But I didn't know what that thing was, although I knew it was this like internal pull. So I decided to start a business on the side, which my first business was in network marketing. Um, you mentioned Shalene Johnson and she was actually one of the trainers for Beachbody, which is the company that I built a network marketing business with. Yeah. And that was like kind of the first business that gave me a taste of entrepreneurship and helps me build up a lot of skills. And I, you know, when I started that business, the goal wasn't for me to be a full-time entrepreneur. The goal was for me to figure out like more who I was and kind of step into feeling another stream of fulfillment in my life. And a lot of times I talk with entrepreneurs that are like, I just want to, you know, leave my corporate job and I want to leave as quickly as possible. Or like, you know, I would just want to jump and like the net will appear. And I get that. But for me, it's actually always been something that I've done on the side that mm. then has become the full-time thing that's replaced the side thing. And I've just done that over <laughs> and over again. So now I have all these different ways that I'm monetizing my business, but also all of these different ways that I get to feel a lot of like fulfillment and growth. Mm. So when you list off all the things that I do now, it looks like uh, just like squirrely, like, ah, there's like all these things, but truly it's just always been this following my own intuition, not letting myself talk myself out of taking the first step because it's really hard to be new at something, especially when you had something that you were already good at. Right. Mm. So like maybe women, listening into this, it's like you're in your corporate job and you're starting a brand new podcast or you're starting this Etsy business or you're starting this coaching program and you suck at the beginning because everybody mm -hmm. sucks at the beginning. Totally. And you do that to compare yourself to a prior version of yourself when the circumstances were different and then you beat yourself up and then you compare your behind the scenes, messy butt, no makeup, just got into a fight <laughs> with your significant other to somebody else's carefully curated content on social media. And you tell yourself they have something that you don't, but that's just not the the truth, right? It's just, we mm -hmm. all struggle. And I've just gotten so comfortable with that beginning stage that I try something. And if it doesn't feel aligned, then I pivot. And I've just been over here pivoting all over the like place. A tornado. I'm yeah. so happy you mentioned that, that you said you have so many things all over the place. I did an Instagram post about this a few weeks ago, asking women if they resonated with like feeling like, you know, when you go into, I don't know, um, like at an event, like a women's event or a business meeting or something like that. And they're like, what do you do for a living? And you're like, Hmm, like you have this pause, yeah. like, can I just <laughs> answer like multifaceted? Like, 
where do I even begin? Because we have all these things and then you don't want to come off as like, well, I do this and this and this and this, and it feels like you're all over the place. But we, I guess we have to also normalize that we should kind of be all over the place to figure out what we're get good at, what can we build and so on and so forth. Um, yeah. So going back to what were you doing? Cause a listener may be like, okay, well, Keisha has done all these things because she had this experience in corporate. I just kind of want to understand a little bit more. Like, did you go to college? And if so, what did you go for? And what were you doing at Google? Yeah. So I went to college and thought I was going to be a quote unquote businesswoman. So I took a business (laughs) class and then I took accounting and I was going to probably fail accounting because I did not understand anything that they were talking about. So I switched my major to communication and sociology Mm. because I love people. And I thought for a while I'd be a reporter until I took a reporting class. And they said, Keisha, you're too biased. (laughs) You have an opinion (laughs) about everything, which is true. So I was like, okay, well, I kind of just like fell into First, uh, I fell into corporate recruiting. So I actually hired software engineers and project managers at an IT company. And then when that didn't feel aligned, I quit that job. And then I moved to a project management role when we were living in Seattle at the time. And then my now husband got into NYU dental school. So I quit that job and got a job at Google. And that was where I was building a side business alongside of my full-time corporate job. So I was building that before and after work. We were living in this tiny 600 square foot apartment that had one window faced (laughs) an alleyway. And of course, you know, like the plugins didn't work in the bathroom. So I had to blow dry my hair in the kitchen and, you know, people can't see us, but if they can, I have like a ton of hair. So it took a whole long time. And that was a season where I, um, while I was working this full-time job, I was hiring software engineers. So it was completely unrelated to everything that I'm doing now, but that side business in network marketing is I was building it, knowing that I wanted to serve women who had this gut feeling that they too wanted more, but they didn't know what that was. And Mm. I wanted to help them build confidence and by connecting them to community of like-minded women, which I built up this whole community around and by connecting them to like exercise and just taking care of themselves more, it turned into, that's really what I was helping them do. Just believe in their ability to figure things out and helping them build confidence and energy. And, um, once that didn't feel aligned anymore. So we moved from New York to San Diego after my now husband graduated dental school. And the plan was that once we got to San Diego, I was going to figure out what my next thing was because I didn't want to build that network marketing business anymore. And I didn't know again what that was. So I started my podcast, Empower Her, at the very end of 2018 with the intention of pulling back the curtain and having a come with me, let's figure this out together type of community where I would interview people and I would ask them all the questions that I was wondering. Like I would Google, you're not lost. And then I'd find someone that wrote a book about that. And they'd be like, how do I know what I'm doing with my life? And a lot of people really resonated with that. And that's how then my own business started. And now I monetize the podcast and help women in that space, do live events. I've done a lot of like memberships, community programs, merch, all sorts of different things, but it's Mm -hmm. all catapulted from building community and then asking the community what they wanted and being really, really transparent and always Mm co-creating as I go. Like I'm not someone who creates something behind closed doors. I don't struggle with perfectionist tendencies because I know that perfect is completely up to interpretation. So I just kind of like throw out the idea. I'm like, would anybody be down for this? Okay. Like, let me try and create this. And then I just kind of co-create with my audience and it takes a lot of the pressure off Mm. and it takes off a lot of what I think a lot of women struggle with, which is this idea of imposter syndrome. Mm. Cause I'm not faking it. Mm. I don't even know how to not be myself anymore. So it just, 
humaning is hard enough sometimes. So I don't <laughs> want to walk around pretending like my issues together, you know? Yeah, totally. <laughs> and that's okay. So you have mentioned a couple things you yeah. had, I, um, that I had here. Okay. The come with me attitude yeah. or approach to helping women. Can you explain that a little bit more? Because yeah. I've um, heard you say it before and I'm like, oh, that's really profound. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. So I have this core belief that if something's not represented the way that you think it should, often it's because you're supposed to be the representation. And that's such a driver for me because I think that all of us are testimonies of what's possible for other people. Like someone needs to see you with your exact circumstances, do it so they can borrow belief from you that it's possible for them too. And so when I was listening into, like, I listened to a ton of podcasts because I needed to borrow belief from other people as I was trying to navigate through being a new entrepreneur. And I didn't feel as if there were enough podcasts of women that instead of being five steps ahead of me, were right alongside of me. So there were a lot of women that I gained a lot of knowledge from and a lot of men too, you know, in the podcasting space that were like, oh yeah, back when I was at your stage five years ago, this is how I got through it. Let me give you advice in hindsight. And I thought, well, what about the women that are like me where they're ugly crying on their bathroom floor and their snot and their mascara is getting together in their mouth and they're choking. They're like, I, I suck at this. Like I have no yeah. idea what the hell I'm doing. I just felt like there wasn't enough transparency from majority of women in the podcasting space. So I thought, what if I just created a come with me type of dialogue where mm. it wasn't giving prescriptive language. I wasn't trying to give advice. I, I was just sharing like, this is what I'm navigating. This is what's helped me. Maybe it can help you too. And that was the same type of language that I used when I would interview guests where I would explain like, you know, we're a come with me type of community. So we're all just figuring it out as we go. So I know you can't give advice of exactly what every single person can do because I don't believe that prescriptive language and that type of advice is applicable for everybody, but what worked for you and why did it work for you? Right. And so that's kind of the brand that I've really built. That's the event that we're hosting. And it's all around this idea of pulling back the curtain and just stopping pretending because yeah. it takes so much energy and we're, we're just like sick of it. I'm so tired yeah. of everybody. That's like, my marriage is great. And my bank account is perfect. And my health is awesome. Like, look at my super tight butt. And I always think positive thoughts. It's like, bull crap. <laughs> like there's no way, like, no, it's so. so, it's so true. Um, you've created this really successful podcast and you help women, you know, create these very successful podcasts. Can you share just, this is like a personal like yeah, question yeah. for you. Cause I know about my journey and I've shared that here, but like the beginning stages of like what you sounded like, and it, just like what your podcast was like in the very beginning. <laughs> yes. So I knew that if I didn't get skin in the game, that I wouldn't start that thing. Yeah. So I announced that I was going to start a podcast on social media before I had a name. And I started asking some of the guests that I really wanted on my show via video DMs before I ever even had a show. And it's funny, one of the first guests that I had on my show was a man that I wanted to have. But when he said yes, I was so taken aback because I didn't even have a show yet um, <laughs> that it caught me off guard. But I shared very transparently the very beginning stages of how awkward I was asking people to be on the show and I would cover up their names. And a lot of them were like, you know, they had big social audiences. So they have like the little like blue check thing and I'd <laughs> cover their name and I'm like, Oh, like I'm so awkward. So it created this connective tissue with my community from an early stage of, I was just like them just trying to like, you know, like 
basically bought my way through this. Like I didn't know what I was doing. And the first episode that I recorded, I remember sweating in places that I didn't even know that I could sweat. I was like (laughs) so sweaty and I would do these awkward dramatic pauses because I felt like that would just like create more suspense. But really what it does is it has everyone look down at their phone if their headphones are plugged in and check (laughs) if their podcast is still on. But when I go back and listen to it, I'm just, I'm just so awkward. And it's so cool because the distance between how comfortable I feel and how confident I feel talking about any topic really at this point to that version of me that I was three and a half years ago, it's such a big distance. And I have so much admiration for the person that I was when I started, because I know how scared I was. Mm. And it's a good reminder. I think to all of us is we forget that we're lapping a prior version of ourselves who was really scared to even get in the game and try, yeah. but we look at the distance of like how far we are, you know, from where we are now to where we want to go, especially for women listening into this that are really big dreamers and have big visions for their life. It's really easy to get caught up in that distance, but it's like, girl, turn around and look how far you've come. Right. Cause I look back and I'm like, I was not as confident as I am now. And I always, you know, I'm working on building up my confidence, but I'm getting stretched now to that next level of doing different things too, where I have to remind myself, your track record proves that you can do things when you didn't think that you could do it. Like just keep doing it. Right. So it's like a, yeah, big difference for sure. That's so, that's so funny because I think you and I are like the same in this um, aspect that when I started the podcast, too, I'm like, I'm starting a podcast. Like if I don't announce it to the world, then nobody's going to hold me accountable. Nobody's yes. going to ask me questions about it. And then we fail to do it. It's because, you know, then we talk ourselves out of it. And I think that's where so many women don't reach their next potentials because, oh my gosh, we talk ourselves out of going to the next step because we feel like we are not, you know, smart enough, talented enough, more uh, well-spoken enough, um, have enough experience, whatever it is that we just don't, you know, put it out there. And it's funny. I wanted to ask you this is you said you are more confident now than what you used to be. Were you, did you ever struggle with, um, self-esteem issues, lack of confidence, anxiety, depression, and what has gotten to the point where you feel like you can conquer the next thing? Because there might be somebody listening now. They're like, oh my gosh, I lack confidence. I don't like speaking in public. I don't believe in myself. What is like the magic answer? How have they gone through a hard time and, you know, come out the other end? Yeah. Yeah. So I think for me, I've focused on confidence building, being the foundation of everything. So a lot of times people get focused on what's the goal, where is the exact like place that I want to go. I figure out how can I make the process more important than what the process can produce. Mm. And at the root of that is like, this is kind of corny, but honestly, it works really well in my head is I think of confidence like a bucket. So every single time that you show up and keep a promise to yourself to do the little thing that you said that you're going to do after the feeling that you said it and is gone, then you're putting a deposit into your bucket, right? So plop, 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 plop for sake of this analogy, which means when, you know, Sally Sue 293 on Instagram says something about you or your business or your idea. It feels like somebody smacked the side of your confidence bucket and a little bit sloshes out because you're a human, not a robot. Like we say that we don't care what people think, but it's like, we're primarily designed to want to belong. So it's okay. Okay. If you care what people think, that means you're not a sociopath. It's just, you have to (laughs) care what you think most. Right. But I think if we 
at the foundation, if we're constantly focused on what is my success criteria for today, how do I win today Mm. from a very tactical micro focus, that's what's really helped me. So I can feel myself right now. My husband and I just started investing in real estate and it's happening very, very quickly. And on top of that, I'm planning my first 500 person women's event and Uh I've never done this before. So I feel really, really stretched in real time where I have confidence of what got me here. I can manage my current daily, but where I want to go, I'm not yet the person that can achieve that big goal. And that's okay. I know that I need this time to qualify myself to be able to handle what's coming next. But when you feel really stretched, that's when I really double down on confidence building where it's like tiny things. Like I have this like half gallon jug of water by me. And I'm like, I have to drink two of these a day because that's one thing that can put a deposit in my confidence bucket. Okay. I want to get these three things done to move the needle forward in my business, deposit, deposit, deposit. So I'm looking at my day for this exact season saying, what can I do to give myself those tiny little wins? So it's not that I don't anticipate curveballs or seasons of struggle or doubt or anxiety or major like ooh uncomfortable feels yeah. when I'm being stretched. But I just believe that I'm the person who does the thing that I said that I'm going to do. Mm. And I believe that I'm resourceful enough, like that I can find someone to help me because I just have the confidence in my inner knowing of I will follow through. So to make this applicable for anyone, it's reminding yourself that this season might be different than a prior season. And you might need to have different success criteria for this season. So you don't feel like you're failing. Maybe right now, someone listening to this episode, you know, you are a teacher and during the school year, it's like, you know, you have this certain rhythm to your life and maybe on your, your breaks at school, you were working on your business, but now you have three kids at home with you and you're trying to give yourself the same success criteria or to-do list as back in a prior season. And that just doesn't make sense. So you feel like you're failing, right? Same rules apply to somebody struggling with postpartum depression or you're struggling, you have a brand new newborn baby. I know nothing about having a baby because I haven't done that yet, but I do know that it's different when the baby's inside of you versus outside (laughs) of you in terms of your responsibilities, right? So why are we beating ourselves up on a daily basis, digging at our own confidence because we're not setting ourselves up like with this bucket analogy to give ourselves little deposits. And the deposit might be, I just kept this tiny little human alive or Mm. the deposit might be, I sent out an email or I finally showed my face on social media, uh, you know, Instagram stories, or I had this tough conversation, or I finally set up that one-on-one call with my manager. Like, it doesn't matter what it is, but you get to define what that is. Cause at the root of it all is you are the person who keeps promises to herself. So Mm. when life throws you curveballs, you're like, maybe I haven't navigated that yet but I do know that I can figure things out. And that's always been a focus for me. So I can feel it when I'm in a season where I'm like, okay, even right now I started running again just because I'm like, okay, maybe if I just like, I tell myself I'm going to run five miles and I'm not going to walk, I'm going to run that. And when I'm done, I'm like, yes. Okay. That means (laughs) I can plan a 500 person event. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like like finding that correlation. Yes. That's so good too. It's like creating these small little wins every single day. I taught group, uh, I teach group fitness, but I taught this morning and I said, if you do anything else today, you know, just, or you don't do anything else today, you have done this. You showed up for yourself. You showed up for the other women in here. You showed up for me. Like if you don't, that's a 
you know, that's a huge win, you know, in the grand scheme of things and making these small little uh, commitments to yourself is going to help build your, you know, your confidence, even if it's a load of laundry. I know there's stay at home moms that are like maybe feeling lost, like just have a couple little things you can do each day to help you build your confidence. And that, that promise, like you said to yourself, you talked about this qualification time and building your qualifications, like you're eventually, you know, in a a couple months, you have a 500 women event, which is crazy because I know what it takes to create a conference. The big I've done a few, but the biggest one I've had is like 66 people. And oh my gosh, I was like dying. So I can't imagine 500 (laughs) people. It's like, it's insane. On Lori Harder's podcast, you mentioned how you work with women and um, help build their podcast. And you had asked this question to them, like, how many of you right now would want 1 million downloads of the podcast? And I guess you had a, a large response where everybody's like, yes, yes, yes. Like I do. Yes. And then you ask them like, okay, but are you qualified right now to handle 1 million downloads? Like that is going to be more people listening to you and more people kind of, um, targeting you or questioning your message or whatever it is Mm -hmm. that you forget about the in-between of like, what has gotten you to this point. And I like to compare, I, I think a lot in terms of like fitness. Like if you woke up one day, you're like, okay, tomorrow I am starting my health journey. I'm starting my fitness journey. I'm starting my fitness routine. I'm going to a class and you're going to start tomorrow. And then you show up tomorrow. You did that. And you had all the results that you wanted. And that would be so unfulfilling because you didn't put in the work. It's like you wake up and you're like, oh my gosh, I have the body that I want and the confidence that I want. And oh my gosh. And that would be, like I said, just so like unfulfilling because what makes wins so amazing is the amount of work that you put into that. And then the struggle that you put into that. So I, I love how you shared this like qualification season and what are you doing like right now where you feel to prepare you for this big event where you might have a, you know, anxiety, and then you're investing in different real estate. What do you do right now to kind of keep a healthy state of mind and, um, practice, I guess, self-care. Yeah. Oh, I love this question. So it's really interesting. Cause when you're thinking of the fitness analogy of this qualification period, because yeah. It's, it's really powerful. And I love that you use that because so often, because we live in this instant gratification culture where we think that if we get something more quickly, it's better. It's always the question, can I sustain this? Where Mm. if someone did get their, you know, for sake of this example, like their dream body or whatever overnight, what would happen is you don't have the habits or the coping mechanisms or the systems in place or know how to fuel yourself or how to prioritize stress management, like all of these things that you're going to need to actually sustain it. So if you got it, like a magic genie came like, poof, you had this body that you wanted. What would happen is because you couldn't maintain it, you would then naturally go back to the state that you were in before. And mm. you might tell yourself a story that you're not capable of it because you had it and you couldn't maintain it. So it's like in pursuit of the goal, it's finding ways to support yourself, knowing that you're always going to have that next vision of where you want to go. And you're actually never going to be that person because 
once you get there, you're going to start to believe in how capable you are. And then you're going to dream for a bigger vision that happens so often, but I don't want to feel this like chasing feeling. Yeah. Like, I don't want to feel like I'm constantly striving and waiting until I get to X, Y, Z milestone to feel proud of myself. So I really just normalize this space that okay. it's always going to exist. So I'm always going to be wanting to be a version of me later, but I'm really excited about this season now. And that's always the priority. It's like, yeah, yeah, I'm not the person that can host a thousand person event yet, but that's okay. I'm not stressed about how to do that because that problem is just completely unapplicable to my daily life right now. Yeah. It's like, no matter what shiny object or what goal that you have, there's problems associated with that goal but we focus so often on, you know, glamorizing it. It's like, oh, host a 500 person event. Okay. But then also be comfortable with 500 people wanting your attention or wanting you to show up in a certain way and having judgment on how you choose to do that. Can you handle that yet? Mm. And what I've learned is like on a daily basis, I'm focused on confidence building. I'm focused on transparency. I'm focused on learning what I need to learn at this season, trusting that in pursuit Direction is actually a lot more important than speed because mm -hmm. I can really focus on the little tiny milestones along the way. So to manage the stress and the anxiety, I have to move my body. It's not even about like, oh, I want to look a certain way. Although I don't think there's anything wrong with that goal. It's just my anxiety and my stress, it has to move through my physical body. I mm -hmm. have to, it's not even like option. I have to walk in the morning and at night. And okay. we do this, like unplugged my husband and I do this with our dog. I have to work out, uh, in a way that I feel like I'm pushing myself to the degree that makes sense in that season. I have to be hydrated. I have like, I mean, there's just like certain things I have to prioritize sleep. And I understand that that's, what's going to make me feel as if I can support myself when I am feeling tremendous amounts of growth and stretching. And I'm normalizing that that discomfort doesn't mean that I'm not capable or I'm not qualified or I'm not worthy. It's just, this is part of it. So that a future version of me can mm. look back at me now and be like, damn girl, like you earned this yeah. because easy really does rob you of proud. Mm. And I, and sometimes e quote unquote easy is, you know, the, is the thing that you want to like lean in towards because you think that that's going to make it more simple. Like, Oh, if I just get this right away, but in reality, it's, you're the one that knows all of the times that you wanted to give up along the way on that mm. health goal or on that business goal or on that career goal or in your relationship, but you didn't. Yeah. So that's what makes you proud to your point, right? Like that's what actually makes you proud. I'm not going to rob myself of proud by wanting a simpler path. Yeah. So good. So what do you do? So you're like, I'm having anxiety for you for this like 500 <laughs> person event. I'm sure you have a team like helping you along the way, but like, do you feel like closer to the event, your anxiety, like rising? Do you feel like irritable with any, maybe your significant other closer to the yeah. event? And how do you manage that if you do? So I know that there's been a prior version of me that thought that stressing proactively would somehow prepare me more, but I've never seen that to be true. Right? Like <laughs> oh my how gosh. often do we, right? So like, we think yes. like, oh, if I just get, it's like the pre-stress stress. It's like, okay, well, oh I'm stressed now about it. But then it's like, I kind of just look back at things that I've worried about when yeah. I recognize how often they don't actually ever happen. Totally. So if I'm going to use energy towards anything, I just don't want to use it for getting stressed out and anxious. And like, I know that things are going to go wrong. I was like this, even like before planning our wedding, like I, I already know that things are going to go wrong. Right. Expect so what's it. What's the point 
of like, what's the point of wasting energy when I really know that the community cares about transparency. So if mm-hmm. something goes wrong, I'm going to roll with it. I just believe that I can roll with it. Yeah. So I don't really get too anxious because I know some people are going to be let down. I know some people like, like are going to think that I did something wrong, but I also know that whatever you choose to look for, you're going to find. And yeah. I know there are women, hundreds of women from all across the country. They're like, this is going to change my damn life. And I'm willing to take on the weight of that on my shoulders because I know again, how fulfilling it's going to feel and how proud I'm going to feel of myself on the other side. So I toggle between this prior version of me who's Mm. done hard things that she didn't think that she could handle and actually came out better on the other side with the current version of me. That's like, I have to be present where my feet are and focus on what I actually can control. And then this future version of me and what gifts I'm giving to her. If I keep showing up, pushing through some of the discomfort because I know how proud she's going to be. So Mm. it's like, I'm constantly toggling and I do it when I'm moving my body. Like I think about this often, always, honestly, on a daily basis. Like when I brush my teeth in the morning, (laughs) I'm thinking about what I'm excited about for the day. And at the end of the night, the whole Sonicare rotation, I'm thinking of what I'm proud of myself for. And it can't be tactical gold star things. It's Ah. like, Hey, you showed up in this situation. And normally because you felt like you were confused. I I also have ADHD. So I feel like I get really scattered. I'm like, you felt like you were confused, but you figured out a way to stay in it. You should feel Mm. proud of yourself for that. It's not accomplishing the thing. It's like how I showed up for it. Right. Ah, so good. And I think that is like a perfect habit stack thing to do. And It's, you know, where you're at the end of the day. Okay. You're going to brush your teeth at the end of the day. Right. And then it's like celebrating those wins. And that was one of the questions that you just, you answered is like, do you take time to celebrate your wins? Mm -hmm. And it seems like you do every single day, not just like after a big event or something like that, but it's like, you know, that is a, a habit that I think all of us should get behind because in the morning, like I tried to, you know, we have two little ones, five and three, and you know, our mornings are crazy, but on the good, good days, they start with great intention, right? I have time to journal. I have time to myself and that's not always realistic, but on those days, my day seems to go much better because I set focus for the day. And I think the same can be said is like at the end of the day, like looking back, like, Hey, you know, maybe you were impatient with the kids today, but this is what you did, right? You love them hard, you know, and you did their laundry or whatever. And you like showed up in other ways. Maybe you failed in this area, but you won in this area. And so I love that, um, that idea of just like, Hey, let's celebrate, um, our wins, our small wins every single day. So good. I like to loop people. Like I'm a big celebrator. That's actually something that I've never struggled with it. Like a lot of people say like, Oh, I never stop and celebrate. I'm like, Oh no, I celebrate all the freaking time. I celebrate like I won the Super Bowl for like the tiniest little things because it does help me build confidence. But I also enroll a lot of people in my vision including my husband, where like a lot of things I'm like, okay, we're going to celebrate when I do X, Y, Z, but it's these tiny little milestones along the way, because the process is the only thing that's guaranteed. The Mm. outcome's never guaranteed because honestly, for me, it's often, I might change my mind of what I actually want. But then I'm not just going to wait till some arbitrary goal to feel proud of myself because I might not like sustain it. Like I'm not going to keep in it and stay consistent in order for me to actually get there. If I'm just waiting until that arbitrary milestone that I set for myself. Like, why are we doing that? Why are we putting our head on our pillow every night with a laundry list of to do's that we could have never accomplished in the first place that like Beyonce and her entire team couldn't accomplish. (laughs) And then we feel like we're failing and we're like digging at our own confidence. It's like, let's give ourselves more credit 
and then be an example to the next generation Mm. of like women that aren't constantly, you know, running around, like we're running on fumes, hanging on by a thread. It's like, let's normalize asking for help and let's normalize celebrating. Like that's the example that I want to set. You know? Yeah. What does celebrating look to you from like small to big? What are your different types of like celebration? So women out there can be like, get some yeah. ideas to celebrate them, their damn selves. Yeah. So dorky things like when we were, when we first had tickets go on sale for my event, event I would literally twerk on the wall. Every three tickets sold. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> my best friend was in town. She works for me. And then, you know, things like, okay, let's go get a green juice or like when I get this done, like, let's go do a coffee break and like go for a little walk outside or let's do like a fun dinner. And I'm just trying to figure out how to enroll people in, whether it's literally taking a break and having a dance party by myself yeah, (laughs) or it's, you know, like kind of like, it's almost like I'm rewarding myself for something that I know that I want to do. Like, I want to go get a nice coffee. Okay. Well, once I get this done, I'm going to feel really proud of myself. And then I'm going to go do a stroll and be like, you're crushing it. Right. Uh, Yeah. Um, But I give myself those pep talks because who else is going to, I'm the person that I'm going to spend every single second of every single day for the rest of my TBD amount of days here with me. Like I have to make my head an enjoyable place for me to live. Oh my gosh. That is so good. That's so good that we don't take the time. It's like to do, you know, there's this huge to-do list. And at the end of the day, we're so tired. And then we were like, damn, I have to do this all over again tomorrow. And like, we're not excited about life, you know, cause we yeah. don't give ourselves time to celebrate. Oh, that is so good. So can you tell us what this event is about? Who's going to be there? Like what to look forward to all of the yeah. things. So if somebody's like listening, like I need this in my life. Yeah, I'm so excited. I've wanted to do an event for a long time for the Empower Her podcast community. Is it's this your first event? My first event. This is your first oh. event and you have 500 people. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so pumped about it. I mean, we've done like meetups and stuff, um, but never a big event like this, but we have eight keynote speakers. You mentioned one of them, Lori Harder, as well as Chris Harder, Trent Shelton, Angie Lee, Amber Lillystrom, Aisha. I mean, we have like a whole, a whole big lineup of speakers, but really the idea behind it is to help women feel really inspired with like a fire lit under their booty to take action, but also to leave feeling really connected mm-hmm. because I know the power of getting in the room with like my minded women that when they hear your vision, they don't tell you to be more realistic. They're like, how can I help you? How can we support each other? When they hear that you want an exceptional marriage, they're not like, oh, that, that doesn't happen for people. It's like, no, 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 you can go get that. Like, how can we support you in that? Cause I, I just know there's so much power in community. And I mean, we're doing like a fun, like live podcast and the spicy margarita, like welcome night. We've got all these breakout opportunities, live workouts, and it's just going to be a really hyped high vibe event for 500 women from all across the country. Oh my gosh. So when is it? Where is it? Yeah, all of the it's, things. it's October 21st through the 23rd in Phoenix, Arizona. And Ooh. right now at the time that we're recording this, we still have early bird tickets on sale. If you want to jump in, everything is at Keisha get Mary, or you can find me on Instagram and shoot me a DM and I will give you all the deets. Oh my gosh. And I'll leave all that information in the show notes, um, as well. And where can they follow, follow you on social media? Yeah. Find me on Instagram. That's my favorite platform. It's Keisha K A C I A dot get married G H E T M I R I. Oh my gosh. And, and power her podcast empower yeah. her podcast. I was listening to some of yours, uh, this weekend, you have such a strong voice and like a welcoming wow. voice. I'm like, Ooh, you know, you're perfect for this. Thank you so much, Lauren. I appreciate you, girl. 
Yes, you're welcome. And thank you guys for listening. Remember to screenshot this episode. If you're like, I really needed to hear this today, tag Keisha and myself, let us know what you loved about it. Um, that would really help us and make sure you check out those tickets. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Lauren. I appreciate you girl. Yes. And remember you've got this. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you love this episode, make sure you are subscribed so you know when more episodes come available. My goal is to inspire others to become their vision and one way to get the word out is with reviews. I would really appreciate it if you left an honest review on iTunes and it would mean so much to me. Thanks again and remember to go after the life you want. Bye guys. Bye guys.